0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A.N.G.I. dot com.
1: Going in raw is now a cast box original cast box is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, Brendon, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. This is the show that Larson's supposed to be doing the intro for. Well, let's drink a coffee. Well, wow. This is the only show. Hey, the you were gone show. Monday. Yeah. I did everything on Monday. You can Whoa! handle countouts today. Wow. I wonder what Luchando is going to think about that, my friendo. I
2: mean, everything in terms of introing, doing all the notes, yada, yada, yada. Well,
1: hey, listen. This is the only, only countdown show that can be found here at com forward slash Stephen. YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. And available wherever. I say wherever. Fine podcasts can be found, including, of course, CastBox. We have a fantastic partnership with CastBox. Check it out. It's a great place to find your podcasts. We're also, of course, on the Apple iOS podcast. Leave us a rating or a review. It always helps boost the profile of the show. And if you're over on there on the CastBox, leave us a comment. We skyrocketed. Racketed. We skyrocketed past the 700 comment, oh, yeah. Mark Larson. we right on past that. Where we are we at are where are We me, 1, are on the road to 1,000... We are currently sitting at a total combined comments of 755. All
2: right, let's get to 1,000 by Money in the Bank. That's
1: 12 days. Leave us a comment, and we might respond alt right here. Here we go. Ivan Filipovic, or Filipovich. Pretty rad, guys. CastBox has this godly download feature. Makes it convenient. Too sweet. And a hearty handshake, friendos. I'm going to reply to that one, Larson. I'm going to reply free. with a thanks, friendo. And there we go. That's how you do it right there on CastBox. We're also at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You guys know how the Patreon works. We, you give us money. We give you things in return for money. Mm-hmm. Access to live streams. Yeah. Bonus content.
2: Physical friendo care package. Yes, physical items like comic books and T-shirts.
1: Not to be confused with the upcoming friendo bento. Is that official? I don't know. Maybe. I'm coming around to it. I'm seeing your point of view. Compromise. No, I understand your point it's of view. It's the
2: cornerstone. Well. Of a good partnership.
1: I'm trying to come to, from your philosophy how I can uh, embrace it. Yeah, I think I'm almost there.
2: We can m- meld the two together to yeah. make everybody happy.
1: Exactly. That's what life is about, being happy. We're also available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash going in raw. That's something going on in my pocket. I'm not sure what it is. You. It's not a boner.
2: You, did you forget something it's one of
1: those little sticky things when you go out in the woods
2: oh how you, how'd that get in your pocket i went out in the woods oh okay Maybe you know was... what i really don't like is when you forget like a receipt in your pocket oh yeah sure and you wash you wash your your oh, shorts and worst. you dry it
1: turns into like felt and, well on the surface
2: of... but also really it gets super dense oh yeah not quite black hole dense but pretty yeah. darn dense pretty dense and then you're like what the heck is this my pocket it feels heavy yeah and it's hard to, to, to comprehend that, you know, a small receipt about that large, you know, it's paper, is light. Yeah, sure. That once it, 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 it is subject to washing and drying, mm-hmm. becomes like a brick. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm getting totally off track yeah. here. No, it's okay. It's, it's a pet peeve of old Larson's, I'll tell you what.
1: You know, a pet peeve of old Steve's is mm. CM Punk fighting in the UFC when he should be entertaining the masses that love him in professional wrestling. However, um, this uh, today, today, tonight... UFC 255,
2: 225, 225 from Chicago, Illinois, will feature CM Punk making his second professional fight against Mike Jackson. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we can argue ad nauseum about whether he should be fighting, whether this fight should be on this card, whether this fight should even be in the same state as the rest of the UFC card going down. Yeah. Um, But it gives us an opportunity to talk about other wrestlers Mm -hmm. who have also fought professionally and, both the good and the bad
1: and in keeping with cm punk right now we're going to focus on the bad uh the other list that went up today focuses on the best now larson what you came up with this idea so why don't you let the friendos know well what's pretty much. our criteria here well, i mean
2: our criteria across the board for anything is being good legacy kayfabe now when it comes to these lists since there's two dimensions there's pro wrestling dimension the nma dimension um for the best list, which mm-hmm. we'll get to another video, but I'll summarize here. You gotta be good at both of them. Okay. Sure. Not necessarily, you know, you don't have to win titles, uh-huh. But you gotta be good. Okay, yeah. Um, in terms of this list, generally speaking, uh the individuals mentioned here were good at one, not so good at the other.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are some who are able to excel in both fields. And then when, you know, on this list here, that's on the other list. Mm. Then on this list here. You're it, generally just good at one. If you flop, if you flop at one, that's good enough to be on our worst list. Yeah. Right. So. Especially if you flop like. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Number 10 <sighs> here. 10. In the worst wrestlers turn MMA airs or vice versa. I don't know what we're going to title this. We'll figure it out. Okay. We Number 10. Uh, 10.
2: Tank Abbott. So Tank Abbott got off to a pretty hot start in UFC. I think I I counted his first eight or sorry nine fights. I think he was six and three. Yeah, man. And then the rest of his career was
1: four and twelve. Oh, knockout power! And then people figured that power. I mean, he
2: lost one match due to exhaustion. Yeah. So he was he was he was one dimensional. You know, Um, man, and especially in the early days of UFC when when Hoist Gracie was dominant and he was one of the smaller competitors. Mm-hmm. Um it took more you you couldn't be one dimensional and succeed in the UFC back then uh you know in a larger scale. Maybe yeah. fight to fight but long term no. Yeah. Um so he finished with a career MMA record of 10-15, a losing record. I don't think he won any titles anywhere and definitely not any titles in UFC. Um and then he worked briefly for WCW
1: yeah. and did a whole lot of nothing. Oh, well, it was prime worst WCW. You know, the funny thing is, of Tank Abbott, he the one thing I'll say about his run in WCW, I remember he managed uh, three-count. Yeah, he was the super fan. Their version of the boy band, and yeah. And he would dance. And he would dance. Um, my thing about Tank Abbott is that the dude actually had... The type of personality that should have been absolutely perfect for pro wrestling. Yeah,
2: he had zero training, though.
1: Well, he had zero training, but also he was in WCW at a time when WCW was not offering up anything good. No. Um, I mean, when I say that, I mean creatively speaking. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, Three Count, the 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 group, the faction, were marvelously talented wrestlers mm-hmm. saddled with a boy band gimmick. That's mm-hmm. the kind of thing you were looking at. It's like they would take stuff that was really good and make crap out of it. Whereas over in WWF, especially at the time, they were taking things that were good already and making them great. Yes. And I feel like Tank Abbott had WWF seen the potential in him, or had, had they seen any potential? In him. I mean, I have no idea if he ever flirted oh, with a WWF really at all. Idea. But I feel like WWF might have been able to use him. Oh, maybe. You know, maybe with he, some he success. He might have been a
2: decent complementary piece to one of the many factions that were happening yeah. in WWF at yeah. the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, there was a point where Vince Russo wanted to make him WCW champion. Yeah, and um, if if
1: they had if they had taken him seriously, and I know they tried to for a while, but if if it was somebody who wasn't Vince Russo that was handling him and handling creative at the time, I could have seen that as a possibility. But you know, okay, you know, because we're talking about Vince Russo. WCW champion David Arquette. WCW no, champion. No, no, no. I, I would don't. have much rather. In I that, think Tank in that, Abbott.
2: And that lineage, yes, it makes sense.
1: <laughs> okay, that's what I'm
2: saying. Um, but compared to who held the belt the bar prior was so to low. and uh, prior to that, and also it was going in WWF, Tank Abbott was nowhere near in that class. Okay,
1: I, I'll agree with that. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, Tank Abbott. I, 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 I think the guy. You know, he could he could have done some cool stuff, Maybe. I, I feel. I mean,
2: yeah, he had a great name. He didn't have a terrible MMA career. Um, his his shortlist stint at WCW was underwhelming. Well, here's the thing. Kind about, of a,
1: a middling uh, fight sports career, all told. Well, what you said about MMA in general is true. Like, the turnover is, is fairly oh, quick. Ex- it's, ex- it's astonishing high. when somebody like, you know, GSP... Or uh, Anderson Silva comes yeah, yeah, along yeah, yeah. before he broke lasts, his leg. Yeah, that lasts a long time. Like yeah. the turnover is usually pretty quick.
2: Yeah, you usually get what two three years on top, and then if that. Yeah,
1: but especially back in the Wild West days when Tank Abbott, like you said, mm-hmm. it's like you know you can you can you can be one dimensional for so long, and then you're gonna get figured out. And yeah. at that point, you're gonna be losing if yep. that's all you have. Yep. If you don't adapt.
2: Yeah, if you're just like Tank Abbott was, literally just a striker with mm-hmm. knockout power. Yeah, if he can't land the knockout blow, then
1: people just wear him out. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, I wonder if he was around when that guy that I heard of had his whole face ripped off.
2: I think so, but that, I, I don't think that ever happened. I did see Tank Abbott knock someone out and give him a seizure. I did watch that. <laughs> oh, so he was laying in the ground with his arms all, all oh, stiff.
1: That's terrifying. That's so bad.
2: Number nine. Nine.
1: We're not. There you go, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, that's from the actual fight. Yeah, look at that. He's staring down Cro Cop right there. He used to wear that mask, yeah. kind of goofy. Yeah. So what you said, his record isn't actually that yeah, bad. Yeah, it's
2: 9-5. Right? He actually went on a, a six-fight win streak at one point.
1: Oh, why is he on this list then? Uh,
2: because he got knocked out by Crow Cop in 46 seconds and, with a vicious head kick.
1: Yeah, and he's Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, I guess so.
2: I mean, he's had – if you look at his resume, pro wrestling resume on paper, it's pretty accomplished. Really good. The problem is he never really put any butts in seats. Yeah. And I don't know if he really sold a whole lot of merch. I don't know if he really moved money for any company he worked for. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, on paper he had a really good pro wrestling career, but in practicality?
1: I'm not sure. He's kind of like, a, like a, a variation on Lex Luger. There's sort of that Lex Luger class of wrestler – Who really doesn't move the needle. You're not sure why he's always there. But if
2: you look at at what he brings on on paper, paper, they pretty much
1: check every box. Right, exactly. It's that
2: intangible thing.
1: Yeah, and yet we saw live and in person a fantastic match between him and And Moose. And
2: he had that intangible thing that night.
1: I know. He was
2: passionate. He was enjoying himself. He was having fun. I can't think of any moment I've ever seen Del Rio in WWE look like he was ever having fun. I
1: know. I wonder if it's the kind of thing, because, you know, in WWE, they're paying him a lot of money. I wonder if it's when you're getting paid a lot of money and you have nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. If you just, if he if he might be one of those guys who just, like, phones it in.
2: Whereas when he's wrestling in front of a, a few hundred people. 500 people, yeah. Yeah. He, he just, feels like he needs, to, he needs to connect with every single person in that yeah. audience. because he did. Could be. He, he, did. Totally, he did. totally did. He totally did. He gave see, a really impassioned promo after his match against Moose. Yeah. That made you believe that he was impact for life. I want to see
1: more of that Alberto Del Rio but I don't really want to see Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a conundrum,
2: dude. It's Anyways, conundrum. he's pretty much just on this list because he got destroyed by Cro Cop.
1: I like this theme song, though. Number eight. Eight. Katsuyori Shibata.
2: Yeah, um, so my understanding is that he was a, a young line in New Japan, mm-hmm. trained. He was one of the, I think he was in the same class as Nakamura Shinsuke, yeah. and uh, Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, he, they were dubbed the new Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. um, but then he uh, left New Japan. To try his hand at MMA, yeah, didn't go that well for him. No, um, what was the record? Four eleven and one. Wow! And there he had two stretches, roughly about eighteen months, where he didn't win a fight. Yowza! So uh, that didn't go very well for him. No. And so he returned to, the, to wrestling, came back to New Japan, and and especially his his final run between uh, Wrestle Kingdom eleven and when he unfortunately uh, hurt himself, yeah, headbutting Okada. He was spectacular. Oh
1: man, he was one of our favorites because mm-hmm. we had just started watching, and it was he was fantastic. He was like the the dude that we look at and be like, oh man, that guy's king. He's yeah. boss. You know, it looks
2: like he would, like his strikes look legit. Well, they were. That's
1: why he's retired.
2: Well, no, he well the headbutt, yeah, <laughs> but like the forearms, they'd hit on the collarbone, so you yeah, weren't really hurting anybody.
1: Well, yeah, but man, they were still they still look super stiff. Oh, they were super stiff. Yeah, but
2: it was fun to watch up until well, he actually it was so hurt himself. So much
1: fun. Yeah, he was a blast. MMA, apparently not, though. Holy yeah, wow. it wasn't for him. Yeah, I guess not. But you know what? Pro wrestling was great, and now he's doing great work training people. I'm trying to be positive. He's oh, yeah. great work training uh, them uh, young potential young boys, young lions. At the L.A. Dojo. At the L.A. Dojo, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know, here's the thing, man. I know that the term young boy is like a normal thing. That's what, that's what they're called also, in addition to young lions. Sounds weird to me still to say that. To but say young lions. It's then. still funny, though still makes me laugh like when cody rhodes was clowning uh uh uh, uh j uh wasn't it switchblade oh jay white yeah jay white calling him young boy <laughs> it was funny <laughs> anyways let's move on number seven seven
2: steve where's no p-
1: still for dr death my picture of steve williams
2: did you forget to do a still for dr death
1: I think so. Uh-oh. Evidently, I did.
2: Uh-oh. Well, we'll just continue talking.
1: Yeah, okay. Imagine
2: Steve Williams. Imagine Steve Williams. Um. Anyways, he only had one MMA fight. That was in 2004. He was 44 years old, and oh, he lost man. it in 22 seconds. Oh, geez. Um, apparently, uh, he went, a, I think, a whole year without getting pinned in North America. So, and it came to pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was exceptionally accomplished when he belts all over the world in Japan oh for sure here in yeah. North America yeah and I always I always found this story interesting about him coming to the WWF in 1998 prior to brawl for all yeah because Vince brought him in to win the thing
1: yeah because
2: it was kind of you know brawl for all was kind of that shoot fight type thing yeah um and I guess you know Dr. Death had a reputation for being a real tough so real SOB.
1: tough dude here, here's a picture of him <laughs> Oh, I'm great. Look at that. There he oh, is. Oh, my goodness. Dr. He Death. Is. Hey, Dr. Death. How you doing? How you doing there?
2: Hi, Steve Williams. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dr. Death was was the, the, the talent that everybody in WWF was behind backstage to win Brawl for All. Yes. Um, and according to this on Wikipedia, Vince won him as a possible contender for the WWE title, which Stone Cold had at the time.
1: No, I dude. So I remember when when he was brought in, yeah, and they gave him the treatment like he was a scary dude, yeah, like he was a real scary guy. I mean, he looked legit. He looked super legit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh,
2: he lost in the second. Sorry, in the semifinals to Bart Gunn. Mm-hmm. I guess Doctor Death, Steve Williams suffered a torn hamstring, and then Bart yeah. Gunn knocked him out.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know, man. If if he had won Brawl for All, which obviously was never going to happen, if he had won that, maybe we you know, he'd be in the lineage. That could have. Catapulted him up to the main event status. If Vince is validated to that degree, yeah, then, that yeah, he happened. was at least going to get a title shot. That for totally sure, would have, for happened. sure. Yeah,
2: it's interesting. Bart Gunn, after getting knocked out by Butterbean, mm-hmm. um, went on to his own um, MMA career in Japan. Yeah, I think it lasted a matter of two or three fights.
1: But he also had a spectacular pro wrestling career in Japan yeah. after that as well. Yeah. So yeah, no people liked him, dude. Number six, six. Daniel Puder. So, is uh, it Puder or Puder? I don't know. I don't
2: um, know so most of these are an instance of someone who is very accomplished in the pro wrestling world, trying yeah. their hand at MMA yeah. and not doing too well. Correct. This is the opposite. Daniel Puder actually has an 8-0 record oh, yeah. in the MMA. Magnifico.
1: Yeah. Magnifico. Quit
2: undefeated. Yeah. However, his pro wrestling career. Seems
1: also like a very happy guy. Look at him here. Yeah, he looks Look very at content. That. Looks like he loves life, man. Yeah. You can't be angry at a dude like that.
2: Um, however, uh, he, he the highlight of his wrestling career was winning WWE's Tough Enough in 2004. Yeah. And in the process of winning that show, he almost legit broke Kurt Angle's arm.
1: In a really fun—yeah. So, like, Kurt Angle has his own variation on this story work. He was just coming back from, I think, neck surgery or something. And uh, and who knows what the truth-truth is. But uh, he wasn't expecting— they were gonna do like a, a like a, a shoot wrestling thing. I bet it was supposed to be like a work shoot type. Thing yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And within the context of the tough enough uh, competition. Or Kurt Angle obviously was supposed to you know school them. You yeah, know. Yeah. But Daniel Pooter, Daniel Dan, he decided no. I don't, Going to business for myself. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot break your leg and say f you. And so uh, he almost had Kurt Angle tapping out, and. Uh, and I think it was like, I don't know. The ref like pulled him off because he tried, he went, he, the ref called it a three. I watched this video like not oh, that yeah, long yeah, ago yeah, yeah. because at one point he had like his shoulders down and, uh, and the ref like pulled him off because he said, you know, this is supposed to be a submission thing. Not like a, you know, not a pinning thing. I forget what it was, but then you see Kurt Angle get like super mad and be like, you, you're a stupid idiot. Um, and, uh, and it is, it makes for a fascinating, there is a couple shoot interviews out there. From both sides, I believe. Kurt Angle talks about it. I'm pretty sure Daniel Pewter talks about it, too. Um, but it is really fascinating. And then on top of that, his mic skills were just really, really bad. Yeah, they were it's, not very he, good. I'll say this, though. I will say this, though. I can't think of somebody who would be more, who would be better suited for the current day performance center than a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because he had, like, having that kind of wrestling record and then coming in. And it's like, I'm not sure what, like, the, if if they could have squeezed some charisma out of him, because if I recall correctly, there wasn't a whole lot of that. No, 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 there
2: wasn't a whole lot going on, but this, but you know, he, he had a a match that we saw in one of our, uh, going in raw views against the Miz. That was really awkward. Yeah. Um, they did like a boxing fight. Yeah. That was terrible. And then, and then, uh, uh, Daniel pewter went to OVW. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a matter of a few months later, in September tw- 2005, he was released by the company.
1: Yeah, and man, I read a story about that, too. I'm kind of sad that I didn't look it up before this. But there's a, there's a story about, you know, he has a story about how he ended up washing out of OVW, and then there's another side to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of, like, little sort of mini-controversy surrounding his time in the WWE. Like I said, I think that he's the kind of guy who probably could have benefited from, you know, the the current yeah. sort of yeah. very professional well done performance. Yeah. yeah one of the today. things
2: they really concentrate on is, is improving character and like mm-hmm. skills. Interesting little side note for uh, Daniel here. He went to new Japan, um, fought, uh, Nakamura at a dominion. Oh. And then later on was his tag team partner.
1: Oh, wow. Look at that. So, wow. Good for him. And again, look at this picture. Seems very happy right yeah. now. So good for him. Hope he's doing well in his life. Yes. Number five, five, bam, bam, bigelow. Another what? accomplished
2: professional wrestler, who didn't have a whole lot of success in his lone mma bout oh, no. tapped out in two minutes and 15 seconds he lasted one second longer than cm punk yeah hey, professional all fight all right well um, it, it happened in japan i think in the late 90s okay yeah sure um so you know it seemed like it was just something he dabbled in or something mm-hmm. um during the time he was doing work with ecw mm-hmm. um but again you know Extremely accomplished professional wrestler, the ECW champ. Oh man, won yeah. championships all over the place. Yeah, he was great, but yeah, just one fight didn't work out too well for
1: him. Hey, you know what, man? Sometimes it's just not your thing. You know? Oh yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever try something that just wasn't your thing?
2: Yeah. What? Soccer. <gasps> wow. Because when I was when I was, when I first played soccer, organized soccer, I was very small. Mm-hmm. I was the smallest kid on the team. Yeah. And so I never got to kick the ball. Yeah. Because even you know, if I was faster than the than the older kids. They were larger so they would just kind of yeah. elbow me out of the way eventually
1: yeah i was terrible at soccer didn't understand the positions so i would just run to the ball while well, i'm supposed to be like you know halfbacker yeah you're supposed I to stay I around midfield no yeah you're supposed to stay in your position you know yeah. yeah um so i was terrible at that but i enjoyed doing it i was bored to death by baseball oh i love baseball that bored me to death i loved basketball i played that every single year <laughs> i loved that uh, i wish
2: i still played baseball yeah
1: you should get out there, man. Get out in no, the it's world. been
2: too long since I played baseball. It's no. been a good five, six years. Come on, there's
1: got to be a seniors, uh, seniors league well, I out need there. A
2: seniors league. It's not a matter of me finding a league. There's leagues I can play in. I just... When Dude, I was playing yeah. in Los Angeles and here, it's because I knew people. Yeah. And I don't want to go to some team practicing like, hey, guys, you need another
1: player? Throw me the rock. That's what you got well, to say. I'm about to hop in some recreation leagues around here. No good idea. As a free agent. Throw me the rock. My team Just now. post up and just say, <laughs> "My Ball team," here.
2: and then just start screaming at people. Ball here, no, dude. Yeah. Robin Stevens just chuck up threes the entire game. <laughs>
1: no. You'll you'll endear yourself <laughs> to your teammates in no time. Number four, four. Jushin Thunder Liger. Ooh, look at him right there. Look at he's even got the the liger <laughs> ma- kind of mask <clears> on right <throat> there for his MMA fight. So uh, Jushin Liger
2: is a legendary uh, junior heavyweight in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's oh, wrestled yeah. around the world. He's 11, Eleven 11-time time junior heavyweight champion. Um, but his lone MMA fight, it's, it's a funny story or interesting story. So apparently he uh, was replacement for, uh, somebody else, uh, last minute, um, in a a Pancrase fight. His opponent was Minoru Suzuki. Oh dear. And what turned out to be Minoru Suzuki's last MMA fight. Wow. Um, even though Suzuki was at the end of his MMA career, uh, Liger had no chance tapping out to a rear naked choke. In a minute and forty-eight seconds. Yowza. And as you can see from the still there, he wore his mask
1: to the ring. Yeah, man, he looked great. I wonder if I wonder if like the in the pre-match he did the thing where he's like, oh, maybe that'd be cool. In two thousand
2: two, two thousand three, so maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe he needs to take it a bit more seriously. Maybe maybe maybe
2: he was friendly with Minoru. Minoru needed a, a solid, needed a favor, and and Jushin Liger said, "All right, I'll sub in. I'll try this out. Why not?" A speculation hey, completely. Hey, I need a
1: favor. Can I completely destroy you? Sure. Well, maybe Suzuki just kind of took it a little easy on him. Maybe, I'm, yeah. I'm sure could
2: Suzuki be. could have uh, 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 made him tap out in like
1: 20 seconds. Oh, maybe.
2: Perhaps. But he was too busy watching him do Maybe. Like that. Minoru Suzuki was looking ringsided at the young lions he wanted to kick in the face. We need to
1: rematch this. Jushin Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. Oh, and you want a Minoru Suzuki open
2: challenge. Yeah. Jushin right. Liger, he's the man. You're He's on the guy. You think a, a palm strike to Suzuki's face is going to do the trick? Yeah, man. Don't think so. Don't think so. Moving on, number three. Three. Yuji Nagata, another highly accomplished Japanese superstar, uh, yeah. won the IWGP Heavyweight Title a couple times. Um, his MMA record is 0-2, and, and I'll give I'll give Yuji credit for this. He didn't take on any slouches. (laughs) (laughs) No chumps here, man. First against Mirko Krokop. Oh, dear. Who we talked about earlier. Yeah. Basically kicking the head off Alberto Del Rio. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, UG lost to him in 21 seconds. Oh, man. Second match against Fedor.
1: Oh. Lasted a minute and two seconds. Yeah. So uh,
2: credit to UG for uh, taking on some really good competition.
1: 21 seconds. That's barely enough time for the bell to ring. And then you two approach a guy. That's got to be head kick. KO I would think so yeah and then fader a minute dance around a little bit clown around swing miss, miss full
2: mount fast hands <laughs> ref stoppage I'm guessing
1: I don't know <laughs> I'm guessing we'll have to we'll have to see if they have those matches online anywhere oh I'm sure that you can Let's find them somewhere
2: yeah but again highly decorated wrestler is I remember when I was starting to watch WCW um it was around the time when uh UG mm-hmm. uh, made his debut there yeah um he was pretty neat back then. Yeah, um, yeah. he's had a great career. I mean, it's, it's cool to see him still wrestling these days and still put on really good matches. Uh, dude, in the
1: G1 last year, yeah, he's putting on some classics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, no, he's yeah, he like, can still go. What, fifty-one years old? Something like, something that. like and that. He's got
2: one of the best shirts in all of wrestling.
1: Is that the this one? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Anyway, he's moving on. Number two, two. There's no. Oh, we what don't know heck? who that is. We just see a picture. Well, here he is, CM Punk. There he is. <laughs> I, lo- I freaking love this doing this live to tape. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, look at Phil there. Phil, he's got to be so happy right now, man. He's riding high. This past uh, Tuesday, the verdict came in in his favor. Him and Colt Cabana don't have to pay nothing. They can sleep easy now. Yeah. Chris Amon got checked by that jury. They said, eh, eh. no way, Jose. Yeah. You crazy thinking that you're going to get him for defamation. Uh-uh. This is a straight edge superstar. <laughs> you
2: don't know where Xavier? you're going
1: with
0: any of this. We made this list. You're,
2: you you thought CM Punk should be number one, right? Uh,
1: because your your actual number one is is kind of bogus. I don't know how, man.
2: He Did didn't you see do a CM Punk fight. Yeah, but CM Punk is at least a highly decorated professional wrestler. The person number one is decorated in no respect.
1: Dude, they had to they had to. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm talking about the level with which he. Is bad at UFC You watch
2: one match Of the number one guy you, you, Here I'll see if he lost Any matches quicker Than CM Punk Lost his
1: <laughs> one match How about that Will that satisfy you Yeah man Look All man right. I just saw one match And Giant Silva You know Oh sorry Spoiler alert Spoiler alert, alert. Uh, So anyways Talking about CM Punk
2: uh, He lost two matches Oh sorry He lost one match Quicker than CM Punk Oh there
1: you go Anyways Let's get back to Phil Yeah um, God he bless had one, his soul. He had
2: one fight um, He went When the bell rang, charged towards Mickey Gall, Mm -hmm. which is probably ill-advised because Mickey Gall Gall just took him down. Swung a really nasty punch. Yeah, that missed everything. Yeah, Um, Mickey Gall had control of the fight from that moment on, um, and CM Punk tapped out two minutes and 14 seconds into the first round. Yeah. Yeah. but, you know, we could talk on and on and on about how great CM Punk was in the wrestling all ring. All day long. All um, day long. One of Steve's favorite wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. 100%. Where does he rank on the top
1: five list of all time? Two, three, maybe three. Behind Stone Cold and who else? Stone Cold and I don't know. It's probably probably Triple CM H, Punk. Probably CM Punk. All right. Maybe Triple H. Triple H number three. I'm going to do that to Triple H. Triple H number three just because I know I don't think he likes CM Punk. right Yeah, much. it didn't seem like it. CM Punk's number two. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, no, but, you know, go back to his UFC thing. I think my main thing about the UFC thing was, look, I would never, ever, ever fault a guy for following his dreams and taking advantage of opportunities yeah. based on the name that he has built himself somewhere else. Totally fine with that. It, 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 it was kind of, I don't know. It's like, do you really want to do that to yourself? I like basketball, right? Yeah. I play in my backyard. Yeah. If the Sacramento, if I made a massive name of myself and I was like, you know, awesome, in any other respect the Sacramento Kings said hey you want to come join be our point guard as much as I would love to say yes I'd probably say no yeah I would say no because you know what I'm not a real basketball you'd player.
2: be it'd be an embarrassment for you because <laughs> you would go out there and get annihilated by yeah. professional basketball players it'd be an embarrassment for the team yeah because then people would say, "Why are they signing this guy? Who obviously like is is like at best rec
1: league level of of talent." <laughs> right,
2: and you'd be an embarrassment
1: to the city of Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that, that that last part has had many embarrassments. So, but no, I, I see <laughs> your point. It would be embarrassing for everything involved. Luckily, I've got my massive name to come back to.
2: See, but I think here is I think saying you gain you uh, a measure of fame. Like, say you're, you, you managed to become a relatively famous comic book writer and artist. Nice. Let's say that's, that's what happens. <laughs>
1: a and, famous comic book artist. I don't know. That's okay. something you
2: do or have done. So that's why it, was, it came to my, it came okay. to mind. And, and, and so the Kings take notice, see some tape from your Rec League days. Yeah, man. See you, uh, uh, running, running the, uh, the, the elbow, yeah. dominating from oh, the big elbow. Time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. say, we need this kind of player on our team. Let's sign him. I don't think that's a, a fair comparison. What CM Punk was doing, so um, I, th- I think if you want to make the analogy with yourself, you would have to play another sport that's kind of oh, like that sport. Dude, don't go down but that. Please, not the same sport. Oh
1: my god, do not go down that path. You know that you know you're full of shit right now. Give me It's pro wrestling. There is no comparison to real fighting. Oh, I know there's not. Then what are you talking about? But there's athleticism
2: involved. Okay, all right. Whereas writing and and, and drawing comic books is there is there athleticism involved in that no, at all? No, Whereas no. Whereas there's a lot of athleticism involved in playing professional basketball. Okay, that's what I'm saying. He all went right. from one athletic right. endeavor. I thought you were to another. Go I'm not comparing fight sport to fight sport. Okay, I'm comparing all right. Athletic endeavor to athletic endeavor. All right. So now if you were a marathon runner, you know, and you've won multiple marathons. Even that's a bad example
1: I don't if think, you were successful okay, so in some sort thing, of other the, athletic thing, here's endeavor the,
2: here's the thing and, and try to
1: the marathon in runner one. analogy is more apropos because in my estimation being a marathon runner and being a pro wrestler I th- I on I kind of actually think that the that the level of stamina yeah 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 is probably the only parallel between this world here and that world there. Cause it's not like you're throwing real punches here. Mm-mm. In fact, you have to unlearn a ton of stuff mm-hmm. in order to start down this path. But uh, no, I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it was bunk for the UFC. I, I, my thing is this, it, it, was, it was always simply this. I, I uh, very, very casually follow UFC. If there's a big fight, I will watch it. Yeah. But that is it. Um, if I'm a big time UFC fan, you're kind of wasting my time. If yeah. I've put money into the company via merchandise <clears throat> ticket sales, you're wasting my time because he's not a real fighter. Because you're not giving the viewers, the,
2: the, the art viewers, the hardcore viewers I want the a competitive cream fight. Yes, I understand the your
1: point. Well, I wonder
2: I wonder even for the, the hardcore UFC fans if there is just you know, a little bit of curiosity to see how this guy is gonna fare in his first fight. I'm sure that was that, that was part of it. Second fight, I don't see how that's the case. Second fight is strictly a means to get casual observers of the sport to buy the
1: pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. That's but what hey, it is. I'm not going to fault the guy. Yeah, Good man. for him. If they Good throw for him, an import- him. If DC Comics came calling and said, hey, your first couple books are crap, you want to write Batman? I'd say, sure, why not? Anyways, moving on. Number one. One. Giant Silva.
2: So you may remember Giant Silva from his t- uh, tenure in WWF as a member of the Oddities. Yes, correct. Um, and after that, he dabbled in the MMA a little bit, yeah. Over in uh, I think exclusively in Japan or predominantly in Japan, amassing a record of two and
1: six. So wait, uh, wait. us okay. So I stand by my opinion though that two and one should have been. I think CM Punk now. <laughs> well, now see, my thing is CM Punk has a fight today. Yeah. If he wins that, should we have like
2: waited till next week to do this? No, list? no. It's, it's more topical now. And if he were to win that, yeah, then he might not be. Well, he'd be. Like a ten instead of two. Oh. So I was giving i I'm giving punk the benefit of the doubt, All not right. picking number the, one.
1: The jury to use a pun that is apropos right now, yeah. or was yeah five days I ago. Suppose, yes. Is out to a degree. To a degree. If punk because like all these other, wins pretty tonight. much all
2: these other wrestlers who just had the single uh, MMA fight, it seemed like just something they were just dabbling in. He's something not, trying out. Is,
1: dude, come on, we're coming back around to... Without yeah, a
2: whole lot of training or anything We're coming like back
1: that. around to, if he wins, he's not. And he's fighting literally the bottom of the barrel. Okay. He's not going to win. That's not What gonna if he happen. has like a
2: really good showing but
1: loses? It's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's all right. the bottom of the barrel, man. If he wins in in devastating fashion, he might jump. He might jump to like number five on this list. All right. Silva won two matches, two fights. Two Good fights. For yeah, yeah. But still, your your central point of
2: oh whoa, dear, I hope I spill coffee on your thing.
1: He's like what seven feet nine hundred inches. Yeah, tall? yeah. And yeah, that's just a bad idea. What was it, what were his wins? He got a a, a submission win With in the comor- two submission wins in Pride. And then, whatever K1 premium in 2006. Well, good for him, but he also had a lot of losses. Well, yeah, he had six of them. And the one that I saw was fairly ugly. Yeah. It was a lot of lurching about. And then he got down on his back and then he got tapped out. That's pretty much how it went. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, there you go. Worst wrestlers turned MMAers or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah worst yeah whatever we're gonna we'll fake, we got a few days to figure out the title yeah we got some days anyways be sure to check out our other list where we take a look at the creme de la creme yeah of wrestler slash mma careers and until next time we'll talk to you guys later goodbye
0: angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find